0: And welcome to Rocket Accelerated Geek Conversation. I'm Simone de Rochefort and I'm joined today by Christina Warren, Senior Tech Correspondent at Mashable.com and Brianna Wu, Head of Development at Giant Space Cat. How are you ladies doing?
1: I've got bone to pick with Christina starting the show off. I do, I do. So you were talking in our Relay Slack channel, saying that Chipotle would not have these problems with norovirus if they worked like McDonald's does. And I have to tell you, I am, yeah. This is I coming out thrilled. of nowhere
2: for me. I. No, no, no. <laughs> Oh, well, so, the reason I said this, yeah. there was there was this Business Week cover story that went into yeah. the hows and whys of, of how the whole thing happened, and that was one of their takeaways. I was oversimplifying in the Relay chat, but what they were saying is that one of the problems actually is because even though they do locally source the stuff and they were trying to figure out where produce came from, a lot of the stuff is then shipped directly to – The restaurants themselves where they do a lot of the chopping and dicing and the problem has been and actually this is what Chipotle one of the things they've had to do to change has been that you can't oversee the sanitary conditions that way maybe to the level that you should be able to so people might not be wearing gloves or might not be doing things the way they're supposed to be and that's how stuff can spread. So what they're going to have to do now is what McDonald's does, which is it all goes to a big centralized kitchen where the ingredients are chopped and then shipped off to the stores and they have to do this because this is how they handle like the biggest Hour crisis to hit the company, so that was my point. I, sure. I, I was oversimplifying what had happened, what, what I'd read in the Business Week cover story.
1: I am just gonna say this that what I love is ever since these very severe health problems have been talked about with Chipotle, I've noticed there's no line at my Chipotle and I love it. <laughs> and then the story came out today, and it happened right here in Massachusetts. I'm like, great, there's not going to be any line today at Chipotle. And I did, I went right there and did it. So I don't know. I'm I'm okay with the present state of things. I'm healthy. Yeah, no, I
2: mean, look, honestly, when you look at the number of people who are actually, like, affected, and then versus, you know, like, um, the number of people that are served each day, it was a small amount, and... And obviously you don't want anybody to, to to get sick, but it's not like the case of Jack in the Box where you had people who died. Like that was the last really big fast food, like E. coli or, or any of these things yeah. outbreak. This, this was like 20 years ago. But like, uh, you know, you don't want anything like that to happen. But you're right. It has freaked people out. Although I will say in New York, it was one of those things where literally like it was closed. The one day it was closed. Like everybody at the office freaked out. And the next day, I swear, half of our office was at Chipotle. <laughs> yeah.
0: we <laughs> were like, yeah. like, welcome back. My policy towards food poisoning has always just been to brave it, just tough it out, yeah. let nature yeah. let nature handle it.
2: I was going to say, because also in our Relay Slack channel, uh, uh, Micah Sargent was, was talking about how uh, he had uh, in a, a bad experience at in and out and so he could never go to In-N-Out again. <gasps> and the know. rest of us were kind of like, honestly, there's certain places that I can understand having that relationship with, right? Like, there's certain places.
0: Well, it's like when you get sick off a certain kind of alcohol, it's like, it's hard to go back.
2: Yeah, Bailies.
0: that's
2: true. But In and Out is like vodka. I will always make a <laughs> sure. yeah, tequila has been dead for me since I was twenty years old. Okay, like tequila is okay. it does not exist for me. But oh, vodka will always get a second chance, and um and, and so would In and Out Burger. I have to
1: say. I I remember drinking so much my freshman year of college that uh, I was at the Grove, and you can appreciate this, uh, Christina, because you are a Southern girl. So I was. I Oldness, can't because I'm being discriminated right. against. my right. You can't. You don't understand tailgating. You can watch uh, some movies and see how it's done for real. Um, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, but we were out there in the Grove, and like you know, you just want to like play it all cool and impress people, and I'm like. Well, I'm going to try to drink like half this uh, fifth of uh, of whiskey right now. I'm going to do this out there in the crowd. And the next day I'm at the student health center and they're like pumping saline into my body. So I don't like <laughs> die. So in- I've not had it ever since.
0: When I was in Austin, I saw a truck that goes around and like gives you a saline drip. It like parks at certain spots and you just go in and get...
2: They're called, they're called hangover cure trucks and they're really popular in, 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 um, certain cities. A lot of times you'll see them in Vegas, but it's one of those things where a lot of times you can actually get on the party bus and you can get the hangover cure. Like you can get the, the saline drips to go with you. So in that case, what you're doing oh. is you're actually drinking the alcohol while you're getting a drip. Now, this is so unhealthy so and bad. kids, this is not how you binge drink, but I have to say this as someone who did binge drink quite a bit in college, I wasn't a sorority after all. um, I really do wish that we'd had that that capability. because the technology. Somebody, the technology. <laughs> we have so evolved as a species. We have. And and frankly, hangover cures, I think, are very important. And and I also feel like, but to me, this was my ultimate lush girl moments. My sister and I used to always have this thing. like If you were able to make yourself throw up when you were drinking before a certain time of night, you could just continue to go on drinking. Because you weren't actually <laughs> sick. That was just your body's way of telling you that you needed to make room for more alcohol. Oh, my God. Now, if it's i know now if it's after a certain time of night and you're throwing up the reality is you're never gonna stop It's, it's
1: gonna go <laughs> well it's about making time for your education christina right <laughs> like you want to be able to show up alert and ready for class enough to get the most Without of your money a pupil yeah. in hand
2: right well no right. i mean right because there's nothing worse than showing up to class at eight o'clock in the morning still intoxicated not that i ever did that mom i kind of did that mom
0: uh but yeah oh my god so, <laughs> great advances in saline drip technology. <laughs> no, uh, things that ha- things that happened this week that were exciting include uh, the first OS ten ransomware. Yay! Uh I'm sad. <laughs> this means it's only a matter of time until I somehow accidentally get it. Although, okay, it was it was attached to a specific um, BitTorrent app called Transmission
2: transmission that had that, it pres- that, that, that so people were Kanye and stuff it was what we were Kanye, saying you know? yes
0: and uh... There's no official, I guess, confirmation of how it ended up um, as part of this app download, but it was part of, like, version Um, 2.90. It's since been updated, but it had, like, an official Apple certificate
2: and everything. Well, it was interesting in this case because transmission hasn't been updated in, like, two years. So this was one of the the things where it was the first update it had had in a long time. And what's also interesting is that the original update that went out, like, if you already had the app installed and you got the Sparkle update, and that means, like, the in-app update where it says, you can update this you wouldn't and it, when it was originally released you wouldn't get this ransomware but so what seems to have happened my guess is on this and i don't know but i think it was probably similar to the linux mint backdoor that happened a couple of weeks ago where somebody infiltrated the server where transmission was hosted they changed um you know added this ransomware to the file uh, made all the md5 hashes look like it was correct. and so people go to, to to download transmission and they get this because what was interesting, this is the reason I think this is what happened is because after that update was was changed, after that malware was was put into the package, if you try to update transmission from within the app, it would error out. Mm. and so that to me says that the end point that it was looking for wasn't going to a file it was expecting so it seems like maybe that was intercepted but regardless you know somebody was able to sneak in some really nasty uh, ransomware into a program which granted most people use to illegally download content i'm including myself in this but there are valid reasons to use a torrent client too and it's certainly the the most popular torrent client for mac i think it might even be the only kind of native gui one i don't even know if uTorrent still exists so it was weird because there was all this news kind of in the Kanye community. That's what I'm calling the torrent community, but Oh, Hey, this this new app version is out. And then if you go to download it, you're, you're screwed. screwed.
1: So this is why I don't understand Christina. So, you know, Transmission is a third-party app, right? Like, you have to download it from their site. It's not on the Mac App Store. Um, Isn't the default setting these days for that? Like, doesn't it require you to, like, turn off your security settings to Um, install software not
2: from the Mac App Store? No, 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 no. What it does is you can install software from anywhere, but it has to have a signed Apple security certificate. So that's okay, right. So this had that certificate. It had been signed. What seems like what happened is that somebody hijacked the file that was already on and signed and then added another thing to it and got it and so uh, it's what i'm assuming happened we're still not sure they haven't been very transparent about what <laughs> happened is um, so- which is weird which is weird for them because i mean it's an open source project there's been you know are reports of it for for other platforms too um you would think they would want to kind of discuss this but i kind of also understand that they're probably kind of want to be like yeah let's not mm-hmm. talk about it um it
0: almost makes me surprised that it's happening now because it seems like that tactic that you're talking about would not necessarily be difficult for a malicious person to do um so I, i don't know it's just kind of like oh that's now okay here and now it's happening all right that's fine
2: i mean it's it is maybe weird that this we haven't seen this before i mean and it is important to know that like if you had any sort of the antivirus programs that are available for mac um running on your system like it would it would uh detect um what this, this 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 malware was. And it looks like you know, there had been strains of similar ransomware maybe before, but this is the first time it' ever been widespread like this. Mm-hmm. I have to think that this is one of those cases where, again, you you kind of have a perfect storm of of circumstances where you have an app that hasn't been updated in years but has a very large user base. Mm-hmm. You have, you know maybe a website and again I don't know the details but I have to think that this was part of it cuz this was certainly what happened with the Linux Mint hack that maybe doesn't have the best security um on, on how it's storing stuff you know maybe it's a wordpress site maybe it's something else but they're able to get in and you just see this vector where somebody can come in and do it and because it had the sign security that's what made it so bad so um, you know, they, they basically hijacked, you know, the, the, the file. Uh, there are additional things like, you know, it's an it's a, a, a open source project, and so there are a lot of contributors to it. So you have to wonder, too, like, are there any contributors to the project who might have, you know, put bad stuff in it on purpose like there are a lot of vectors we don't know about but yeah Yeah. i mean you're right it is interesting that it's taken this long for it to happen again though i have to think that the reason this app was chosen was because it's used by lots of people for lots of different reasons um usually when what when we have seen malware bundled on the Mac before, it's almost always happened through torrented pirated copies where they will mm-hmm. hide it hide stuff in that way. This mm-hmm. is interesting because this is ransomware, so it's different. So for people who don't know what ransomware is is it's the it's you know very prevalent on Windows computers where basically you know it it pings the server and will encrypt your hard drive, and the only way you can get your data back is if you pay you know, these, these saboteurs' money, um, usually in Bitcoin. And even then, it's not guaranteed that they're going to unlock your stuff. But basically what they do is they, you know, encrypt everything on your hard drive behind AES-256 and are like, if you want to get it back, you got to pay us. And so it's it's
1: it's pretty terrible. Yeah, go read Neil Stevenson's ReamD. It's a really good book about this subject. Uh, I don't know. But, I mean, Christina, this is what I don't understand about this. So, I mean it makes sense to me that apple would choose to work with um you know with say if i download skype from the skype website like give them a a certificate right like trust them trust microsoft but I download stuff all the time, uh, you know, like developer tools. They're way, from sources, they're way less sketchy than, you know, like an open source software site. And I just, I find myself kind of surprised that Apple is, you know, giving them, like holding that in a high enough regard to kind of like say, okay, this is cool. We're going to, you know, basically let this app, uh, you know, be trusted by OS ten software. I, I just, I'm shocked by that. Yeah, where does, I guess, who is at fault
0: here? Obviously, I think the people who develop the app have some responsibility here, but is there also responsibility responsibility on Apple's part for what happened?
1: I mean, there's uh, you know, they they put some safeguards in a few years ago. I think it was it was the release right after Snow Leopard, where Apple can remotely disable any kind of software. And I think they've they've used it like just once or twice. It's a very short list. Um, so they do have safeguards built in, but this particular like circuit breaker in OS X, this has been yeah, this is kind of a a source of a lot of pain for people because if you're a developer like I am, you're constantly installing stuff on your Mac and, Mm
2: -hmm. you know,
1: it constantly takes you to the screen. It says, you know, you have to basically turn off all your security, like, you know, leave your system as a free-for-all this one time that you want to, like, override and install some Mm -hmm. software. So I don't know. It's um, (laughs) It's the Wild West in here. Well, I just, I... I think if, you know, Apple is a company that exudes so much control and one of the biggest marketing points for OS X is, like, this freedom from viruses, mm-hmm. I I have to think I would really be thinking two, three, four times until I worked with, you know, Transmit again, and, you know, I have to say, like, there are all kinds of legitimate things that uh, I use this app for, like, uh, a lot of the, the stuff, like, dev tools and... Uh, we, we pass things around this way because it's mm-hmm. like an efficient method yeah so yeah i mean what do you think christina do you think there's going to be do you think there's do you think apple's going to continue working with them because if i were them i would say i'll see you later yeah
2: well i mean they revoked the original developer certificate but i don't i don't see them not allowing it to exist again i mean mistakes happen people you know things like this um I mean, this is why you can revoke certificates. And, and once they revoke the certificate, anybody who launched the app, you know, would, would be kind of told, you know, this is this is not going to work or whatever. So, I don't – I mean, this has never been allowed on the Mac App Store. I, I think you could make an, an argument that says, why is this app not allowed on the Mac App Store? Because uh, uh, there are very – there are tons of valid reasons to have a Torrent client. And maybe – you know, they'd have to make some, some protocol changes. But, I mean, the fact that they can't distribute through the Mac App Store means that if they didn't have a signed certificate, that would make it even riskier for people to download. So I think, honestly, in this case, it works in Apple's benefit if this is a piece of software that people are going to use. If they're a valid developer, unless you can prove that there was maliciousness involved on the developer's behalf, which I don't think that there was. I think this was just, you know, somebody getting hacked and, and bad things happening. I don't think that there would be any benefit to saying... Um, you can't have a, search, a security certificate anymore because all that would happen is that people would be instructed to install unsigned software, and that's worse. I think. But I, I mean, think that would be worse. do you think the
1: kind of people that use that app, like I turn my security, you know, system off all the time to install me, unsigned software. Me, so... me, me
2: too, me too. But my yeah, my point yeah. is, but we know what we're talking, what well, we know what we're doing, right? Whereas yeah. people use torrent clients for lots of different reasons. Some of them valid, some of them maybe not. And I'm not going to judge anybody for using that, but I feel like. Like, it's a common enough sort of application that I would not I don't think it would be I don't think it would be a smart move to to say that this sort of class of software now has to be taken underground I think that would well, actually be worse Not this
1: class of software but I think someone that has a security breach at this level well, um, right which is why which is why they're very they, well, interested to see how this came about, like, as she said, it's an open source software. Or is this someone there, this kind of, you know, like we keep our certificates under lock and key at our, you know, at our studio. Well, well, so, again, I mean, I
2: think what yeah. happened was that the, it was that the binary, not the binary, but the, well, sure. I guess the binary, the Mac the Mac package was sure. was um, infiltrated. And because it was already signed, they were able to add the, the the piece of software to it. So I think that they did revoke the certificate as soon as they found out what happened and they were able to then get a new certificate. But I don't feel like provoking any ability for this project to get certificates i don't feel like that would be valid um you know but i think apple apple did exactly what they needed to do and and the 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 software you know the software package did what it needed to do and it looks like you know most of the damage was mitigated now i think if this were ever to happen again maybe you look at something else but i mean yeah this this has been a project that's existed for almost a decade and so i feel like you know banning them outright i i again i just feel like What that would do is it would just encourage more people to install software, people who aren't you and I, to install software, turning off Gatekeeper. And I think that would actually be a lot worse
1: yeah no i think you you know you say you never get to change anyone's mind you changed mine i think you're right on that so
0: (laughs) zero for brianna Wu, one for christina warren so far on this episode
1: (laughs) i take it back if i means i lose no
0: you didn't know that i I keep track of points for every every discussion that we have every week for the last over a year
1: (laughs) i'm screwed then This episode of
0: Rocket is brought to you by Squarespace, the simplest way, yay, for anyone to create a beautiful landing page, website, or online store. If you want to do one of those things or more, you can start that today at squarespace.com. And when you go there, you should enter offer code ROCKET at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase. Yay. Squarespace is awesome. It's a really easy way to build websites no matter what your level of coding expertise is. Um I've also heard that it's a good place to host independent podcasts if that's what you're into, you don't you know, you you want to get on that train, start your own competing podcast with Rocket. Don't do that. You love us too much for that. Anyway, uh, Squarespace has all kinds of tools and templates that you can use to build your, your web page. Uh, they have a cover page function so you can build a beautiful one page website. They have loads of templates based on like whatever kind of service you want to offer. Tons of options. You should go check it out. And they give you all the power to do that. Build that website without causing yourself emotional and mental pain by making you worry about things like hosting or scaling or or getting stuck on on parts of the building process that you're unfamiliar with. They make it super easy to a build the website and b take care of any problems that you might encounter all the way a- along the way, all the way. I hope you don't encounter problems all the way. That would be very unlike Squarespace. It'd be unsquarespace-esque. I think that's how the kids say it on the street. Anyway, yeah, 24-7 support with live chat and email. Um, you should go to squarespace.com today. <laughs> They're playing start at just $8 a month. Um, go check it out. You can start a free trial with no credit card required. Build that website, and then when you're ready to spend money, use that offer code Rocket, get 10% off your first purchase, show your support for us, show your support for Relay FM, show your su- support for Squarespace. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. <clears throat>
1: So, Simone, if you ever think to use your powers for evil, like if anything happens in your life to send you down a dark corner, you realize you could use the same power used to sell Squarespace, to sell Scientology to strangers on the street. You could do that. You would that. do so well. You would do
2: so well. You would You would be like Clearwater good. And, and, and that, for people who are not familiar <laughs> with, the, with the, the religion of Scientology, is where their headquarters are. And if you are Clearwater good, that is like the highest of the high. Okay, that's not true. It would be Beverly Hills, which would be like the ideal, like- <laughs> working with john but, but- travolta and all them oh well no yeah. no, no first for, first you have to go to clearwater okay if you can make it at clearwater then you could then go again then adhere to the level of, of working with the the travoltas
0: yeah i have to announce you know today my last day at vox i'll be going to the Sci- <coughs> church of scientology <laughs> to sell <That's> Squarespace. <laughs> <laughs> okay thank you so much squarespace for supporting uh supporting rocket and relay fm yeah them out.
1: squarespace.com we'd love them we'd love them we do
0: so sam that yeah, <laughs> big android week this week uh yeah good news for
1: android oh uh,
0: well is it it, it is big. I mean,
2: the... yeah, no, it's big. It definitely is big. We got the, the
1: I wouldn't version... say it's big. It's prom. I mean, it's, no, I would it's say it's big. News that you... Really? Do you think I so? Would,
2: I would because, okay. okay. So two, a couple things happen. First, we have our very first big flagship phone release, Android phone release of the year. So the galaxy S seven and the S seven edge have been released and, and to generally glowing reviews, most people are saying that these are really good phones, maybe not good enough to bring you back from the iPhone. If you're an iPhone user, but certainly really good Android flagships. So we'll talk about those in a second. And then the other, news is that, and this was a shock, like literally this was a shock, um, the the next version of, of Android, the first developer version of Android, Android N, they haven't even named it yet, so we don't know if it'll be called Nutella or Nugget or Nougat um, yeah. <laughs> or, or 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 you know nuts or Nutty nerds. Buddy we don't, Nerds. We don't know what it's yes. called yet. Uh, it will have a dessert flavored name. Was dropped on us and like literally dropped on us. Like I got like the email after they put the blog post up. They're like, yeah, so this just happened. I'm like, thanks for the heads up, guys. Wow. Um, but they they released a develop you know the first developer pre- preview of their next version of their operating system. Um, I don't know how big the, the features that they showed off now are things iOS already has, but. Uh, I think well, it's, it
1: doesn't it's, though, because the one feature I really, really want is where it lets you multitask everything yes. on a phone. And yeah, I, I have so- that feature on my iPad Pro. Yes. And I love it. And I count on it. It is so well implemented. And I... Want that feature desperately on my iPhone six plus, and right. yeah, so and, that's, and it's not there, yeah. but,
2: but but it is it is going to be on Android. So yeah, so they introduced yeah. multitasking for Android and um, also reply to notifications. I was being kind of like like glib by saying stuff that iOS already has because it's different. Sure. But but these yeah. are it has you know better Java eight support. Um, it, it's apparently more efficient. Um, this is just the first developer preview. I think it's interesting they're releasing it this early because usually what happens is that um they will announce it at Google I O, which usually happens happens in May, sometimes in June, um, sometimes even as late as July, but they're their big developer conference, basically, you know, the the Google version of, of WWDC. And so that's usually when they release the, the, the first preview of their next operating system, and then the operating system comes out in the fall. Um, this time, they're actually releasing it early, and presumably maybe the final version will even be available at I.O. Who knows? Um, they, on a Medium post, I, because everybody uses Medium now, um, rather <laughs> than the, the Google Developer blog, they went into some detail about why they made the change uh, to, to uh, release stuff now. And then they're claiming that it's because the mobile industry is moving so quickly um, that it makes more sense for them to get developer feedback early and that way they can have OEM start shipping phones with the software this summer. What they didn't say, and I think that that makes sense. I think that's a valid valid thing to say. But they didn't say. But what I have to think might have been part of it has been that the um, adoption of Marshmallow, the most recent version of Android, is pretty terrible. So it came out mm. in the fall. It's at two point three percent. Holy okay, crap! Okay, so 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 it. So when I say it's pretty terrible, I'm not like saying that as like an Apple fangirl. It's hater. literally. I'm, I'm 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 being objective and saying literally more people are using Gingerbread. Then are using um, Marshmallow, and so that's you think problem, this is a right? bid
0: for them to get the name out there, or I guess not the name in this case, but but the, get the, the fact out. that the update will happen. Hey, people, get yes. ready for it.
2: What is well? It I for- think it's more oh. OEMs because okay, I think what really happened was that when they announced, you know, M, they announced Marshmallow, mm-hmm. and um, you had all these flagship phones come out in the fall, including the Galaxy S6 uh, Plus and and the S6 Edge and and, and the Note Five. And none of them shipped with Marshmallow, and in fact, none of them have received it. You have had a ton of these like fall like flagship phones come out that don't have it, and, and in fact, other than the Nexus devices, I don't know of any phones. Why maybe do OEMs like screwing people over like this? Well, because the way that Android works, unless you want to have a, a, a stock Android experience like the Nexus experience, most of them build their own. Which is that's what most people you want. want but unless you do that most of them have their own UI skins and their own custom apps on top oh, of it so what oh, they've done so is they've cha- so what they've done is they've made fundamental changes to how android works that's okay if you have enough lead time what's not okay is if you've got to build custom software and then not in, even if it's not for your UI stuff like your touch or your samsung if you have certain apps that you're building directly for the platform even if you were to well, take you absolutely UI stuff aside, need your
0: special verizon apps to be Well,
2: okay, but you're 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 not wrong that rolling eye roll on that I, <laughs> I agree know, with you. but, I know. but what but what I'm saying though is that if you're building your own custom sort of apps for what for whatever reason you have to put in the developer time and the backport changes or or report changes to the new version can be difficult it takes testing, takes resources and so Oftentimes, the developers, I mean, the the, the manufacturing cycle just is going to miss that, and so in this case, I think they missed that window, and I think what they're hoping to 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 prevent from happening is that happening again. So maybe this time, if they can get it in OEM's hands over the summer all the phones that ship in the fall will actually be running the latest version of Android. And you won't run into a situation where only 2.3% of your bajillion users are using your latest software. Because for developers, that's a problem, right? Because why would anybody develop anything that has, you know, a lot of Android Marshmallow functionality if you've got such a small user base? Like, what's the point? And so that doesn't get anybody excited. I mean, this is one of the areas where Apple, by being like the only company that owns the whole stack – is really at an advantage because they can get ensure really high adoption of the latest version of iOS. And so developers can use those new APIs, but Android can't rely on that. They've never been able to rely on that, but I have to say the uptick, I'd have to look back historically to see how bad it is. This seems worse than it's been before. So I have to think that's part of the reason why they did this. don't you think
1: part of it is marshmallow is not that great. I mean, I mean, maybe no, I mean, that might be part of it. I mean, I, I have to say, I think, I, I mean, I can't pretend to have the, the the depth of Android knowledge of, you know, our friends over at the material podcast. But totally. like, I sit there and if I have a phone in my office with Marshmallow and whatever they call the one right before it, like I can. OK, fine. If I think about it, I can use Google on tap here. But I don't. I I don't I really wonder about this. If it's like I know so much about the Apple ecosystem because it is what I prefer, that I understand these differences. Like the difference in iOS eight and iOS nine is a really big deal to me in my daily use, right? Sure. Like you would update anything in your house that had iOS eight on it, but with like Android like upgrades, I I truly. Don't see that big a difference. And part of it is like when you buy a Samsung phone, when my office gets our new, you know, Edge S7 in, you know, what is it, next week, the week after next? I mean, I know I will get it and spend like the first two hours just uninstalling all of the garbage off of <laughs> it. Like it is a horrible yeah. experience. TouchWiz is. The worst thing ever like it is it is so yeah. bad it hurts me Ugh. yeah I mean I, I I'm not as a hater on touchwoods I
2: don't love it but really? I, I mean they've evolved it but well I don't love it but I'm just saying yeah. if you use a Samsung phone if you use them that you have to get used to it so you it's got it kind of becomes one of those UIs you just kind of like you're like all right well fine because they make really good phones that have kind of terrible software um, yeah I mean I think that this is just sort of the challenge that Google has had with Android and it's frankly been something they've tried to change they've tried to limit especially starting with Android um, 5.0 with, with lollipop and continuing to Marshmallow, where they've tried to kind of take more control over the design and over how much people can can install these custom skins. But the reality is, is that one of the big selling points, one of the reasons that people have adopted Android the way they have, is because it's customizable. And you kind of can't uncork that bottle, right? Like, yeah. you know, or recork that bottle. Like, you kind of can't put the put put the genie back because once these OEMs, for whatever reasons, they feel like the only way they can stand out in the crowd. And I don't think this is this is really has worked for any of them. But they feel like the only way they can stand out is by having their own customized, unique interface. So they all right. want to customize stuff. And then what happens is that that puts your development cycle behind that also leaves people open to security attacks if, if they're not doing stuff. And so Google can do certain things. They can separate the Google Play services and, and make that its own package that they maintain. They can separate their own core apps and update those independently themselves. And so they make sure that that stuff's up to date. They can control those parts of the experience. But they can't do anything about like the underlying version of the software that's running and forcing OEMs to get on board and they've always had a problem with updating older phones but now i think this was just a a timing situation with with marshmallow i don't think it was bad i think it was a very iterative update i don't think there were a ton of new features i don't know from a developer standpoint i honestly can't remember io well enough to know what api changes there were but i don't Mm. feel like there was a ton of stuff i feel like it was kind of a, a snow leopard release um, it, where, you know, there might have been some, some back-end stuff that made things better, but certainly not a lot of user-facing things that made maybe OEMs want to go, well, we really need to add this, rather than saying, well, we've got this solid base with Lollipop, let's just continue on that. Um, fortunately for them, I do feel like in has is going to have some big features that people are going to want. I think multitasking especially. I mean, this yes. is something that Samsung tried to build a couple of times and hasn't been able to do. And you've had some other third parties try to... Tr- do these things. But the multitasking, I'm not sure technically how it works. I haven't read all the docs, but just playing with it on the Nexus 6 that I installed um, in on and and, and demoing with it, it seems to work the same way that it works on the iPad Pro and on the iPad Air 2, which is to say you're able to, it basically is running two instances, you know, full instances of of, of the apps. And then you can kind of choose how big or how small you want them to take up on your screen. Um, and, And in my tests, you know, it was really fast and really responsive um and that's on a phone that's more than a year old and um i have to say on a big screen phone like like it it looks great and so i agree with you brie it would be great if ios 10 had god that's gonna be weird to say If iOS <laughs> oh, 10 had god. um you know oh that's had, gonna be so weird it is right be so what are they weird? gonna do when they so start weird. getting
0: up to big numbers like bigger numbers
2: that's I a great point. Know. It sounds weird. Like
0: I don't iOS know. iOS fifteen. Like I can't. I can't even picture. OS fifteen. No. Yeah. But think
1: about this. iPhone twenty. What are they gonna say? Like the iPhone 20 S plus. No. <laughs> they are gonna have to reset this at some point, right? When, why did so, we but, start
0: on this path? Anyway, go on. <laughs>
1: No, but this is, I. so when it comes to these, uh, you know, the, the Samsung Galaxy and the Edge that came out today, I I was really surprised to see so many of the reviews saying the Edge was, um, you know, like when people said it was the best feeling phone they've ever felt because they like made the back of it curved and not just the front of it. So it was easier to pick up. I get that. I, I'm in. I understand that. But what I fundamentally don't understand about the Edge Plus, it doesn't seem like they've solved this time, is the ed- the curved glass the screen looks great. It's so gorgeous. It's so gorgeous, yeah. and I want it. And it's it like the sexiest phone it's design so sexy. ever. But the problem is when you Use it it picks up glare like Frack on the edges And Absolutely. it's like you're trying to Peek around like imagine trying to like have To turn your phone to see Stuff on the edges and this is why <laughs> I don't Understand about the Verge review like he's He's raving he's going oh the, the, It's not as thick and As an iPhone 6 plus And it, but it packs in the same pixels Yeah I'm like yeah but it's a terrible idea Who wants to like turn their phone <laughs> right. to see what's on the edge of it? I mean, am I dumb? Am I missing something? I, I, well, I think that the way they've, they've evolved the Edge over the years has actually changed. So the first time they introduced the Edge,
2: they did kind of have that thing where you would tilt it to the side and you could see stuff come up. Now they've been smarter about it where it is kind of a, a popover thing and you can kind of get little previews. But it it, it it's not decorative. I'm not going to go that far. But it is one of those things that you don't have to, you know, use it in it's it's not essential to the phone not is what required i guess i'm getting use. at it's not required use you might have some features that are useful but i th- i think i don't think i'm wrong by saying that most people who buy the edge are not going to actually use the edge as like a functionality thing to like you know glance at the side and see more updates you know yeah. the, in some of the cases right. they're buying it because it looks cool and i think right. if you treat it that way if you treat it that way it does look really cool because and it, and you know using rays uh, raymond wong's um Mashable, playing with his quite a bit um, i didn't really in photos, certainly, you, you saw a lot of glare and 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 certainly you know you could maybe see moments where it was like harder to look at but in day-to-day use i didn't pick up in any problems for me for for my own like probably preferences i would probably wind up getting the galaxy s7 which is the slightly smaller version it's it's um a bigger screen than the iphone 6 but it's about the same physical size and it feels really good in the hand i would probably go for that over the edge but the edge is beautiful like the edge but but i'm kind of with you i don't see the point in the edge functionality
0: i feel like it's probably something you get used to but yeah like you're saying i don't I don't see the the use of
2: it, but we do like screens. We like looking at them. So, and and hot. they they both have beautiful screens. Yeah. They both have beautiful screens. And and um, okay, cameras. Uh, Samsung's still a little bit overzealous with their their coloring, <laughs> but um, you I know, love I the saturation I- though. I was
0: comparing yeah. the the pictures in Lance's article. the The iPhone one looks a lot warmer, so I'm I'm digging that. Yes, more, well, I think. They're,
2: they're, they're, they're they're more natural, I, I think for sure. Um, I I'd be interested to see. They actually it's they pulled an apple move which was they actually went to a 12 megapixel sensor but that's actually notable because they had a 16 megapixel sensor in um, the old camera but it has a better aperture has a bigger aperture it's like an f1.7 or something like that so like it's it's um way better in low light and and it Mm -hmm. also autofocus is faster and has some some better bokeh effects um again i mean i still think that for my money you're probably going to get better photos at least right now with the iphone just because i think the color accuracy is better there but if you're if you're an android person and and if you're wanting you know really good low light stuff i think the camera looks phenomenal Mm -hmm. beautiful. Um, they have this um the selfie camera is not that great
0: it's making Lance's skin look super smooth. Like, not that his skin well, is right. not smooth. Well, no, that was... <laughs> but, this no, is, this they, is like, the problem. they, smoothed him all out.
2: The, the, the beauty mode... No, no, the beauty mode is way out of control. If you look at Ray's review, he actually does a, a slider between Ooh. the selfie camera on the, the Galaxy S6 and and on the S7 um, Edge. And um, both both phones have the same... Um, the S7 and the S7 Edge have the same guts, just different screens. Um, and what he uh, found, I mean, is that their, their beauty mode, which is what they call it, which is basically the the face tune app, they basically built that into the camera, is, I think, dialed way too up. And that's why you look super smooth. But you also kind of look <laughs> weird. Like, it's like, you kind of like it at first, and you're like, actually, this is not what I look like. Um, you so, look like a pop star. I don't know. <laughs> Oh you look yes. Yeah. Well if you look at Ray's especially he totally looks like a K pop star.
1: It's pretty scrolling funny. down I'm trying oh, to find away. Oh that's awesome. I see. That's awesome. Yeah. No. I don't know. You know, I always I, I know this makes me sound like an iPhone fangirl, but I every year like we we're doing so much work in Android that we end up using these phones, and I always end up getting in and using my daily driver for a while. And Android is a fine operating system, the OS itself is excellent on my Nexus, but the reason that I keep coming back and using my iPhone day to day doesn't have anything with what Apple or Google ship. It's that all of the third-party apps are so terrible you know you don't use like safari or you know chrome all day it's like these third-party apps and it's just a terrible experience is that just due to the unreliability of updates pushing to the phones or is well i think it's
2: like less profitable um, it's, I, it's, I, I don't know. I think it kind of depends because you have some apps, you know, like like, like uh, Pocket Cast, you know, Russell's app, yeah. you know, is 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 really good on Android. And I have to say there are right. some Android apps that I think are first-class citizens. I think that the Spotify app is equally as good on Android as it is on iOS. But there are certainly – I I tend to agree with you, Bree, where most of the time, at least my experience, is that I prefer apps on iOS. And I don't know why there's the difference. I think that for a long time there still was kind of this – um you know, um, I'm not going to say like a superiority complex or anything, but there's certainly, you know, people went iOS first and there's more effort there. And I don't know if the Android ecosystem has seen, for whatever reasons, people caring as much about app quality. Because I don't know, if I'm being honest, I mean, this is going to make me sound terrible, and Android fans, please feel free to attack me um, on Twitter or on the show if I'm and, and tell me why I'm wrong. But it almost, to me, feels like they feel like they don't have to be as good.
1: No, I I I think it's hard to overestimate just how much a normal person will suffer through a bad interface. And I want to return to something you were saying earlier. You were talking about like TouchWiz, um, you know, like that having to come out in every single Android, uh, like OEM, like creating their own kind of variant on that. When I see that, the reason I think they do that is lock-in because I, I have talked to, you know, like, When I see someone in the wild that uses a phone that I develop for, you know, sometimes I'll be like, hey, what do you think of this? How do you use it? And you talk to people that literally get locked into touchwiz because they understand that interface and what the icons look like. And they just don't, I'm not trying to be mean, but they don't have brains like us. You know, they don't just very naturally figure it out and go to another one. And that's fine. They have other things they care about. So I think it's a mixture of like people get really used to this one kind of bad situation and don't want to change from it so i don't know
0: so you're saying they're literally being held
1: hostage android users are prisoners i i i I, that that's not my point i think that like (laughs) normal people normal people Every time Facebook makes a change, right? Like people freak out, right? Or, you know, Christina, you've talked about the moments feature, how it's really. Yeah. uh, Yeah. People get used to one thing. They do. And they like it. And they stick with it. Well, I mean, this
2: is. Right. They'll put up with a bad experience. I mean, to, to your point, I mean, I honestly think that's. Ray and I were talking about this last week about Samsung's TouchWiz. About the fact that it's looking really long in the tooth, but the problem is for for Samsung is that even though we all kind of agree that, that the TouchWiz is pretty terrible, especially compared to stock Android, more people probably use a TouchWiz interface phone than not 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 probably definitely more people use a phone with a TouchWiz interface than with the standard Android interface. That's just oh, a fact. far, yeah. So. Far, far. So what happens then if you are um, Samsung is you're in this weird position where you developed this this scan on top of Android at a time when Android really didn't have some of the UI features you needed from it. You customize things. then Then it becomes known into yourself. So then it's like – TouchWiz is starting to look old in the tooth because it still has a pseudo skeuomorphic design. It doesn't really have the same UI style as material. It's not really fitting with the UI guidelines that are modern today. But what do you do? Because you've literally have hundreds of millions of users who know this. And you either can pull an Apple and go to iOS 7, which a lot of people were not happy with. A lot of iPhone users were not happy with that and deal with that especially. But, but then with Samsung, you're even more magnified because you've got people all over the world who have different models of phones. You know, Some of them are still going to be used. Using one interface, some are going to be using another. So, like, what do you do? Do you throw everything away and start over? Do you c- continue with what's familiar? Like, what do you do? And and I don't have the answer for that.
1: Well, Christy, of course, Samsung uses the best design talent in the world to think of bold, new, original ideas and <laughs> implement they, they, it and invent a bold future that no one else has thought of in the mobile ecosystem. <laughs> That's exactly what you do. That's what they do. That's no, of what... course not. They're gonna keep going and, and keep phoning it in, and you know, nice like uh, eventually, yeah, phoning oh, it yeah. in. Yeah. No, I mean they're not. They're they'll. I mean they'll they'll rearrange some chairs and they'll update the icons. And you could see the differences in like the the reviews that I saw, but. Yeah, don't be looking to Samsung to like strike out in some bold new direction for its users. That's just not what they
2: do, you know. <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. Although I mean, a lot of time. Although, to fairness to them, I mean, there are a lot of features that they will introduce first that other people will then do. I mean, like the multitasking feature. That is something that they did. I think probably three phones ago. Um, they they didn't have, but they because they don't control the operating system, they weren't really able to control it the same way. Um, you know, the whole phablet movement, the whole i, the whole reason the iPhone six. Um, Plus and 6S Plus exist are because of the Galaxy Note. Like, that's a fact. Like, that, you know, and, and, and they did they did things even with the multitasking um, on the um, uh, Galaxy tabs that were similar to some of the stuff um, Apple ended up doing with iOS 9. So they have, I think, sometimes good ideas. I feel like my, my big thing with Samsung, with their software at least, is that, a lot of times it's like they have a lot of cooks in the kitchen and no restraint to say no to things yeah and also yeah. they'll introduce a lot of gimmicky features that seem really cool but then nobody's going to use case in point with the galaxy s7 and the s7 edge there is this really cool feature i'm not going to lie it is actually really cool where you can take kind of a 3d panorama thing where you can literally kind of walk around a person or take a photo and then you can tilt the phone left and right and see like the the whole experience kind of turn. And, and, and it's a very cool experience. So it's kind of like, you know, literally like you could take a photo of me sitting in a chair and then if you're tilting the phone left or right, you can see to the left or the right of me. And it's kind of 3D-esque and it's cool. And I could see, it, it's a fun feature. It's gimmicky as all get out, but it's a pretty good gimmick. But this is one of those features that A, it's buried kind of in the settings. B, it's going to be one of those things that's like, how many people are ever going to use this feature? And they, they've done that sort of thing for years where they have some really good ideas that can't ever get adoption. It's like, you know, okay, cool. This was a fun gimmick, but
1: am I ever going to use this in my you real life? You just
2: reminded me that live photos exist.
1: Yeah, I was just thinking <laughs> how often... Yeah, that really took off. A, but, you know, they do that. At least that's something you can argue. But they also... Like, do you remember the... God, and this got so much blowback with feminist friends of mine, but the... The Galaxy keynote, I think it was three years ago, where and they bring out this feature that, like, as you're staring at your phone, it will automatically scroll through pages, and then as you look away, it will stop. Like, this is the very definition of like an engineer has a bad idea, Completely. and it just gets thrown into a release. For, I agreed, and and in that know, feature, in
2: that case, it didn't even work that well. Like, at least this no, gimmick works. That that the the, yeah. the auto scroll thing with your eye tracking movement, it was like oh, didn't even yeah. work that so well. Bad bad it was it so, was so bad.
1: bad yeah wait can i ask you one more last question like how important do you think the waterproof feature is of this cuz i was really astonished to see them go back to that like wasn't it the galaxy five that it had was the five they had the thing? active yeah. they had variants
2: that, 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 that yeah. would work with it yeah i mean honestly i mean, I, I think it's interesting because they brought two things back right so they brought back the water ducted charging and, yeah. and, 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 and um, but they'd already had that and but they also brought back the sd card so one of the things that, it, that they dropped before because google really doesn't like people to build sd cards into their phones the last version of the phone dropped the sd card but people complained and were like i want my android phone with a with an external card memory card okay cool so they brought that back and they brought back the waterproofing you know i don't know it's one of those weird things where you never know how many extra phones that's gonna sell but i think that people who buy it and know that they can get their phone wet in the rain or if they drop it in the toilet Mm -hmm. or if it drops in the sink or something else happens to it they feel instantly so much better because you know i I've gone through instances before where I've messed up my iPhones and the iphones they're not water resistant but they are have higher tolerances than you would think, but I've messed them up before like with rain.
1: So Yeah I had uh, One of my past ones The inside Lightning port uh, Rusted yep. Because I got A drop of water In there While I was at Disney Walking around So right. I don't know I mean I, I Does it have Like a, a What Like how do you Handle the USB Port on there Is it like A so rubber has, stopper um, That goes in they, there They
2: have those But they also have Like a special coating So it doesn't Really have the stopper That's what they Used to do And that's what Sony did with their yeah. first one They've now Gotten better yeah. about it So there's some Sort of coating um, and, and, and that makes it Better So you basically don't really have to always have the stopper in it which is useful i think there are ways you know around uh there there are probably ways to to, to make it less waterproof and and it's certainly not going to be one of those things where you can go swimming or go deep diving with your phone i think it's like five meters for for 30 minutes or something and and that's that's fine um you know, if you want to if you want to go underwater with your phone, you would need like an OtterBox case, and, and they make certain things that that let you do that. But, um, you know, I think most people are it's they're at the gym. You know, so I, we I remember you know this never happened to me, but I remember when I worked for the unofficial Apple weblog, we would get reports from people like sweat in an iPod connector like what set off the the water sensor, right? And you, these are devices that like you use your phone with you all the time. It makes sense to want to be, to be waterproof. And I think that honestly, if you can keep it just as thin, if you can keep the profile just as good. And have, you know, waterproofing mm-hmm. too. Th- that's great. I-, I wish Apple would introduce that because I really do feel like that would be a great feature that iPhone users would love. I also, yeah. one thing I have to say before before we stop talking about this phone, I really like that they did make it like maybe a millimeter thicker because yeah. they got a better battery. And I feel yeah, like that's actually really. the right decision because that's the most every time we talk to regular users, like regular people who use phones, like not like nerds like us, like what what's the most important feature in their phone? Like there are two things. It's the camera and it's the battery. Mm-hmm. And um the battery, you know, is one of those things where, you know, iPhone users, you know, we special magic cases aside if you've got a 6s plus you're fine but if you've got a 6 it's not a great battery and so i really do applaud samsung for being willing to make their phone a tiny bit thicker still super super thin still feels great in the hand you would not know that it's any thicker but a tiny bit thicker to have a better battery i think that that's that's the right move to make
1: well, I think, you know, in my use the battery on the last S six is the worst I've ever had in mm-hmm. any phone. Yeah, I've talked oh, really? to you many times how Oh yeah yeah you know, if S6, you, yeah yeah. If you plug into gear VR it lasts forty minutes tops <laughs> and it's it's not good overall. But anyway, we That's, should uh we should move. Okay. Yeah.
0: So new Ghostbusters trailer. <laughs> we got an American one and an wait. international one. And I think we watched both oh. and we decided that we prefer the international one. Are we unanimous yes. on that? Points for everyone. Oh, yes. So as I was watching it just this very evening, I was struck by how beautiful and wonderful
2: Kate McKinnon is. And um, Yes,
1: yes. Does she
0: live in New York? Just wondering, is she single? What?
2: She, <laughs> she, she, she does live in New York. I don't know if she's single or not. Uh, we'd have to find out. I, she might have a partner. I'm not sure. I look but, forward to I mean... having a magical encounter with her in New York
1: City. I hope that happens. We should, we should, we can make that happen. We have, we have power. You know who else lives in New
0: York that I just learned? Kyle McLaughlin. I watched all of Twin Peaks over the last week. Uh, did
2: uh, yes, oh my god! So, so, so you finally understand why this is the show that it, my dreams are made of.
0: Yes, I was so fr- like I, I put it on while I was packing because I was like, whatever, it'll play in the background. And then I literally just like sat down on my bed and I was like, this is the next ten hours of my life.
2: Uh no, I marathon that crap, you, you, and I, I never marathon, you know, you know, or I guess I marathon so, all the time, so, but rarely. We're, we're really- so you know in real life Cooper and uh, and Donna were getting it on? Yeah, yeah, learned that. They live together. Yeah, they live together.
0: 31-year-old poor, Kyle poor, poor, McLaughlin is literally the most perfect human being that I have ever laid eyes on and I don't uh, understand. Um
2: okay, so so you should go back and you should watch um um a uh, blue velvet so you can oh, see the like, 26-year-old. I've okay, seen okay, blue velvet. okay. 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 <laughs> Want to but, but yeah i was just gonna I, say i'm a little older a little now, older now sure. that you understand it, i was gonna say yeah because because seeing him with laura dern who was also his lover at the time is is great um he has a thing for, for for co-stars although he and he and uh uh lara flamboyle almost never shared scenes together on twin peaks um but yeah uh twin peaks great show are you a fan of twin peaks brie I've
1: never seen it. I have to. Admit. Okay, it's uh, on Netflix,
2: and 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 you have to watch it because they're bringing it back. Showtime's bringing it back, so you gotta you gotta I, watch I've it. I've got.
1: I hope it ends up better than the X Files. Yeah. Um, not I'm the, so honestly, sorry. About that.
2: honestly, he's also bringing in like Naomi Watts got cast. Like he's bringing in like some real heavy the big hitters. Guns. And I have to say, like,
1: All like,
2: honest, right. like honestly, I will be devastated if if um if it's
1: if it's, <laughs> I I will, be, I will because, lobotomize
0: no, myself if certain things happen and if it's not good.
1: Yeah, like you guys understand I, I love that. I love, I love that Simone will be in New York now. That if you are devastated, no. like in a physical sense, We like will consult one another. And it is
0: because their film, like North Bend is literally 40 minutes from where I live right now. Like I went there a few months ago just to like visit Snoqualmie Falls and everything before I even watched Twin uh, yeah. Peaks. And now I I'm was like, going to say why I I,
2: I, I've been on the Twin Peaks tours before. Like I've literally like, because I'm, I'm that <laughs> sort of fan where I have like fanzines from like a now de- for a defunct for many years now fanzine called wrapped in plastic um i have back issues of because all right you guys didn't know this about me but i'm a really big twin peaks fan
0: <laughs> i can't believe this has never like come up meaningfully before like i know i'm from here
1: <laughs> no i love it because all right all right we gotta, ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. we gotta talk ghostbusters ghostbusters sorry anyway yes. wow yes so i i don't know so the first trailer came out and i have to be honest okay I felt a little bit of like feminist pressure to like defend yes, it, it. D- and I didn't and I didn't I thought it was not terrible I realized a lot of people on the internet just flat out hated it. But I was like, I understand where they're going with this totally. And but I also understood some of the critique. Um, and I have to say, the international trailer is so much better, though. Like, I agree. It's it's, it's cut a lot the better. Jokes are better. Yeah. I and mean, what did Simone? What did you think of it?
0: The international trailer totally hit. Like all the all the jokes hit for me. I was really really pleased and excited about it. it was, like. I think it, there was some also clever. I, I, I told the, uh, the fact that um, crap. What's her name? Leslie. Leslie Jones. Leslie Jones's character is the only one that isn't a scientist. It does strike yeah. me as odd. But then she got that joke in about um when the like crowd failed to catch her when she was cra- going after right surfing. Is it a race thing or is it because I'm a woman? I, like I, I, I like that kind of acknowledgement. I like that she was able to make that joke. Um and I, of course I love Chris Hemsworth, so I was yeah, all here for that. Yeah. I, I mean, oh. Obviously, I th- I think the the internet has a problem generally where it's a lot harsher on things that feature women in them than things that Totally. Don't. um but any I mean, race criticism of this is obviously totally valid. Uh this trailer totally hit the marks for me, so I'm I'm excited. More excited than I was, I think.
2: Yeah. I have to say, like, I was really hesitant to, to kind of like criticize, like, the any, like, from the first trailer, I didn't feel comfortable just without having more context criticizing, like, the role of the race may play, like, with Leslie Jones's character. Because when the actress herself is saying that she felt that they treated her, her well and that she was yeah. every bit as part of it as everyone else, I want to take her word for it and, like, let her have the say on that. So without seeing something, like, I, I don't feel like I, I didn't feel comfortable commenting on that. But I, I'm with you. I felt a lot better in the international trailer, seeing that net knowing line. Is this a race thing or because I'm a woman? And I do have to say, I think Paul Feig has a very, very, very good history of of treating women well in roles. And and, and he's been a very good director. You know, Bridesmaids um is, is obviously one of them but I would even say Spy was mm-hmm. um one of my favorite movies of last year and, and was really well done. So but I'm with you. You know, I I'm definitely excited about this movie. Um I feel like this is gonna be one of those movies that's gonna be judged. Regardless, mm-hmm. you know, like women are going to judge it because is is it feminist enough is is it is it you know fair enough to, to 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 people of color, but then you've got this the the secondary part of the make that makes this so hard is that you know it, you've got this rabid fan base of the originals who still wanted to see this as a men 's show and and it's going to be mm-hmm. you know there's going to be i think like more judgment um on it that well, it probably standard. deserves it's a very it is a, it's a completely double standard, completely yeah. double standard. Mm-hmm. and that's why i really like the international version it seems really funny you know and um i don't know i'm looking forward to it yeah I that's the thing it was it. genuinely super funny like we're, we're having
0: a very serious conversation about it right now but it was just hilarious like all the way through in that trailer so i was like I- oh
1: yay I I guess I would say this, and you know, I I want to take a minute and like check my privilege. You know, I am a white woman, and you know, I do lack all kinds of lived experience on this. And, you know, I did talk, I, I I talked about this on social media, and I did have, you know, thoughtful women of color friends that had what I think are legitimate problems with this role. My my problem isn't so much with the role itself, it's with the double standard. Because if you go look at the original Ghostbusters, you know, the character of Winston, you know, played by Ernie Hudson, he talks about this. How originally that part was much, 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 much beefier. Uh you know, Winston had backstory, he was in the Air Force. He was very much an equal to the other three Ghostbusters. And then they basically cut all of his backstory out of the movie to, you know, give more screen time for, you know, his co-stars. And I realized this was 30 years ago and it's a different era, but I, I just think like, you know, when you have the actress herself that's sending out tweets, like, what are y'all saying? I'm a ghostbuster. I'm a ghostbuster. Like leave me alone. You know, mm-hmm. like, I just, I feel like it's, it's, I don't it, it's, The mission here is to make a funny movie, and I understand, like, being frustrated about that, but the character seems very genuine and integral to the plot. You know, she's not an afterthought. Like, she's in the trailer as much as her three, you know, white counterparts are, so...
2: Ex- yeah, I mean that's how I feel, and 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 again, like I like 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 you, you know, it's very important for me to acknowledge that I'm a white woman and I don't have the lived experience, but that's kind of how I feel too. And it, for me, I always try to defer more to the people who actually have seen the whole film and and the woman yeah. who was in the role. I want to give her. I I don't want to in any way take away from anyone else's feedback, and I, I understand the criticism towards especially the first trailer because there are tropes that it plays into that are problematic and that mm-hmm. should be discussed. But I almost wonder if we should be having this discussion once the movie's out and yeah. not when. We see 90 seconds because we can already see the difference. I think now, and I'm sure that this was done consciously. Let's make no mistake. I'm sure that they cut the international version, hearing the feedback of the first one, but but that, that just goes to show we, how much we don't know, Mm -hmm. you know, until you see the
1: full film. Can we talk about all the cool Ghostbusting stuff? Because like the fun part of Ghostbusters to me is like the you know, the 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 EK traps and the you know, like they have like dual pistols and stuff like that. Like the design work and the costumes I think are a really successful update. Like the Ecto one, I think is an unsuccessful design. I mean, how do you all feel about that? The beginning
0: of the trailer yeah, actually not loving... scared
1: me, that's what I'll say about it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I
0: guess I lied I'll agree when with you, I, I don't it know it how much I love you.
2: Through. No, and I think that that's an important part of it, right? Because like, if you can have those genuine thrills, that's really important. I kind of agree with you, Bree, on the Ecto-1. I don't know how much I love that, but I love a lot of the guns and I love a lot of the other stuff. Like, I, I'm excited about that. And can I just say, I'm super excited for us to get new toys. Because as a kid, yes. the Ghostbusters action figures were some of my favorite
1: toys ever. Heck yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's exciting. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And, I I and- guess. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead.
2: I was just going to say, finally, we'll have toys that they can't cut the female characters out of.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, finally. I want, like, Final Fantasy quality figures. Oh, my God. I would love...
0: Actually, I can't because when, you know, Kate McKinnon comes home to my my Upper West Side apartment after our date, she can't see my Kate McKinnon action figure sitting there on my desk, Uh, surrounded by my K-pop posters.
2: Who would not... Honestly, who would not want that though, Simone? Like, I think that yeah, that would actually totally be like
0: a Simone. really I mean, good. I mean, I know like, I would. I know state. if I went out with someone, I would like to go to their apartment and see that they had action figures and posters and I don't know um, art that they had done themselves of me, macaroni art taped to the fridge of me. That's what I like to see <laughs> when I go to someone's house, even just a friend. Really, it doesn't have to be a romantic partner. Like, I like all my friends to pay tribute to me in whatever way they they can. Um, but I don't know if Kate McKinnon feels that way. So, like,
1: I I have to say, the more I think about this, I think the two of you are destined to be together. Like, this is—I mean, this I is know a good couple. True, but yeah, that that's true. No, like her whole thing is like her body language. Like, it's very quirky, and it kind of makes it weird. Yep. And that's what <laughs> she you does. do. This is, yeah, yeah, oh, oh. we we'll
0: both make I've... it super weird.
1: I am making a new career objective to meet her at some point. I'm gonna find out if she's gonna be at South by Southwest, and I'm gonna to try to find a party and uh, and meet her just to help. I feel like you two deserve love together. Give her a picture of that's, me in the frog suit. That's my message. Suit.
0: Yeah, because I think that's that's one of my best. Me in the frog suit. Okay, like, that's my natural okay. natural state. I don't want to be like. That the... I want to pretend I'm putting on airs for her or anything. Like, right. I am legitimately right. just a frog in a human suit. <laughs>
1: so on that i got note... nothing to say from there i'm sorry i got nothing <laughs> i could go pack for south by i think so
0: i'm so excited for you to be in my favorite second favorite city in the world austin texas
1: it's is austin your second favorite city in right the world? after paris <laughs> wow <laughs> wow that's like that's like the most of something and the least i joke about being
0: a texas fangirl but i don't think it's a joke anymore i was looking around my house the other day i have you know we have an austin mug we have san antonio mug we've got a texas mug we've got like five austin coasters we have texas magnets it's it's insane it's i shouldn't say insane it is excessive i have uh i have a problem so you know have fun have fun living in my future or visiting my future home
1: that's that's good um i'll keep that in mind uh texas not so great on reproductive health care but i'm sure it will be one <laughs> state anyway so.
0: hey you know every state has yeah. its problems
1: yeah well that's <laughs> I mean, the big
0: austin
2: is pretty great yeah. i have to say yeah. austin's pretty great yeah. in fact austin really? is so great yeah. taylor swift is even going to be in austin in october for formula one so
1: oh i'm hoping i get to see uh barack obama oh, i uh, cool. got my yeah see he's uh, speaking on on saturday right? yep yep that's very awesome excited.
0: i can't believe you're sharing a conference with barack obama that's so
1: cool uh i shared a very small event with one of al gore da- al gore's daughters the other day so Dang. i don't know it's you're you kind that. of get used to this stuff you're so cool So that's what you're up to this week, I guess. Going to South By, giving talks. South By, also I owe Polygon uh, two pieces, so I'm going to try to do that on the plane tomorrow. So, (laughs) Uh uh,
2: yeah.
1: I wish you luck. Uh, Christina, what are you up to? Thank you. Thank you.
2: Uh, so, yeah, I mean, just uh, playing with the any new stuff that that comes up for the rest of the week. Um, I will not be at South by this year. First time in many years that I haven't gone. So, have a great time for us all, Bree. Can't wait to hear what your experience is like. And, um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, um am Probably something will probably inevitably happen with the Apple FBI case, which will mean I will have to write Mm -hmm. more things. But other than that, I mean, I'm just kind of taking it. I'm just kind of, you know, writing stuff as it goes along. Oh, I'm kind of uh, anticipating like in two weeks now there's going to be another Apple event. And so, you know, planning all the stuff for that. So that's just kind of what, what, what I've been doing.
0: Oh, I'm so excited for that.
2: What about you, Simone?
0: I am working Ben Kutcher, and I have been doing a lot of uh, VR videos together because he has uh, the HTC Vive pre, and so he's been playing with that, and I've been editing all the videos for him, and it is, it's is—it's making me really excited about VR and the Vive in particular. Uh, today I was working on a video uh, for a game called Space Pirate Trainer, which It looks so ridiculously fun. You're basically, you're in, you're in, on a platform in space shooting robots as they come and whiz at you and they, they're like forming formations and firing lasers at you and you can dodge them with your actual body and like duck under them and raise a shield to block them and then like shoot around your shield. It does a lot of cool stuff with motion tracking and, um, it's making me really excited for hopefully not puking in VR in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, where can we find you online, Brianna Wu? Space Cat Gal. Nice. Christina Warren. What about you? You.
2: <laughs> You're making it so weird. I love you so much. Find me at film underscore girl. Isn't that weird?
0: You can find me on Twitter at Doom Quasar. I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> is, 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 is that your Muppet voice? Because that sounded kind of like Kermit. Yeah, Yeah. it sounded like a a cross between Kermit and Grover. So what I'm saying is, you you sound like Jim Henson. Well done. Thank
1: you. Okay. A little bit of uh yeah, a little bit of horror movie in there too. Maybe maybe it's always a little. Yeah, I I like to
0: keep it fresh and fly, keep you on the edge of your seat. Um, make sure to rate and review this show on iTunes. Um, hopefully you (laughs) like it still. (laughs) (laughs) after hearing my muppet voice um yeah we really we really do appreciate the reviews they're awesome and ratings are wonderful for everyone take a little bit of your time and do that we super duper appreciate it and we'll be back with you next week this episode of rocket is Terminated. terminated terminated
2: terminated